Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time once again for another Relic Grind. Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix podcast. So glad you decided to spend some time with us, whether you're live here watching us on twitch.tv slash readycheckradio, or if you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, watching on the website, whatever. Head up, ready, hit up. I mean, it was going really smoothly. It was going, the, the intro was going very smoothly until that moment. Head on over to readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you have all the socials. Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, all of it. Uh, follow, subscribe, notify, turn on those notifications. Tell your friends about it. If you like what we do here, help us grow. Help us grow. We would very much appreciate it. We still still have not crossed 500 Twitch followers. So close. So close. 15 away. You can help us get there. Go ahead and, uh, and give a follow to everything else while you're there. But we're going to continue with our Final Fantasy XIV discussion that Kronos and I started last week talking about new player experience, except we're going to narrow it down a little more uh, to some specific PvE items since, you know, the game, there's no PvP in the game. It'll just be the PvE stuff. There's none. 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 Uh, We talked about boosting and, you know, new player, how that might impact story skips and stuff like that. Now we're going to get a little bit specific and how some systems in the game could maybe be a little better particularly from a new player perspective with all the new players joining us. But first... To go over all of it, he's back. Wasn't here last week, but he's here this week. Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkov. What's up, sir? Hello. Wait, that's not how this goes. It's been a couple weeks since I've edited this. How does this start? Oh, yeah. Greetings, programs. Hello. Glad to be back. You're a weirdo. You're a oh, weirdo. I, I got some uh, cool things. I, I got two beautiful books of art books for Final Fantasy XIV and these two little bad boys. Oh, Very so nice. Good. Yeah. Very nice. Finally getting your art books. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Still not going to bust out for the uh, Blu-rays, huh? No, no, that's a no, little too much. <laughs> art books, yeah. You know, the part of strategy guides that I yeah, got. Yeah, absolutely. Art books, yeah. yeah, the Blu-rays are a bit, they're a bit niche. They're being, yeah. you know. I mean, everybody likes the music CDs, but then you put them oh, on yeah. Blu-ray and it's like, yeah, well, it's wait like, a minute. The... You know, what am I going to do with that? Also on the line, Mr. Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. What's up, sir? Not too much. Uh, been doing some gross mouth farming lately, so not that that's. I, I can tell anybody. that beard is looking full but frazzled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time to trim, probably. But uh, this is what happens also, when you do like hunts and uh, and crafting and gathering. As a housewoman present, I'll send you a thing of uh, beard oil. How about that? that there, you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Speaking of mounts, did everybody get their polar bear mount? Uh, yeah. Not yet. Like five minutes. Oh, you did. Yeah, I mean, it was really quick. (laughs) Head to Costa del Sol, do a couple things, have a free polar bear mount. All right, I'll get it done. Yeah, Tark, you're running out of time. (laughs) I mean, you got a little bit of time. You got a little bit of time. Doc Holiday in chat got theirs. Good, good, good. If you're watching and you haven't gotten, go get it. Easy mount. Big ass polar bear. I did get my Sabo Tender mount with the last event, so I'm Ah, stoked about that. Nice, nice. You you already had the. Regalia mount, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. I didn't need to say. So you that. didn't need the MGP. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Again, just a you know PSA for those of you out there. We do have that event, that crossover coming up. So uh, September, yeah, yeah. We we gave you a warning when Make It Rain was running to take advantage of that. Uh, I think of what is what is it two hundred k two hundred fifty k something like that. I think it was, was two fifty. Yeah, something like that for the regalia yeah. amount. If you want to grab that. Uh, and honestly, there's there's enough time between now and then. You do three, oh, yeah. four weeks of fashion yeah. report, and you got it. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and see, you have plenty of time. But PSA, and go get your polar bear mount. Which you know, okay, the polar bear was nice. I already had the Christmas one though, which that you I know, think that one's better. Yeah, that, I mean, there's good. like there's like five reskins of that bear. Yeah, that that bear <laughs> so, like has <laughs> been used and abused just a few times, just a few times. Uh, another PSA for all of you. What's up, glitch? Welcome to chat. Uh, another PSA for all of you, since we were talking about soundtracks. If you don't want to spend 50 bucks per disc, because there's a new one coming up. I already have it pre-ordered. Damn it. <sighs> 50 bucks I could have used on, I don't know, full arts. Um, mm. If you uh, do want the music, but you don't want to pay that type of rate for it, Final Fantasy XIV soundtrack, over six hours of beauteous soundtrack is now available on Spotify. So after you're done listening to us on Spotify, because we have more viewers than Final Fantasy XIV does. um, Absolutely. 100%. Like, I'm I'm not even going to check it. That's how sure I am. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Then head on over and listen to, obviously, their soundtrack on your Spotify account. And to, to that, Kronos, I can really only say, it's about damn time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why it has it wasn't already there. I think I like saw people post it on Twitter, and then all of a sudden it was like there, like the next day. Yeah, I, I usually just use YouTube anyways, so it's like right, people right. always upload stuff there. But it's kind of nice to have it on Spotify. Um, <laughs> speaking of mounts, before we get into some new player stuff, Vannon, thank you so much for the three months sub. Normally, I would give you cheers and disco lights, but during the show, I can't do that, so I'll do it after the show for you. Stick around, much appreciated, much love. Uh, the cruise chaser mount. I mean, every you guys, mm, the people yeah. that were surprised by this, I don't know why they were surprised by this. I kind of expected this to be in the cash shop, Tark, didn't you? Uh, did you think there was a word, possibility that they could drop it in game somewhere? I guess the word I would use was to be disappointed. Like, I, I see why they put it in the cash shop. It's a, it's a, big boss that was you know pretty tough at that time yeah yeah and um, a badass pretty iconic. Mount. i mean it looks yeah, awesome it's a badass mount it's not an eight person mount like you know the boss is i mean come on but it's a two person mount um but i was disappointed because i did want it to be as a reward for something in the game um because it is a boss in the game right but right. i understand you know and I'm going to support it. I'm going to buy it because the cash shop money goes directly to supporting the game, unlike the sub, which can be used by Square Enix anywhere. So uh, but so I'm going to get it at some point. But yeah, I wish it was actually a part of the game. All right. So, Tark, we got to make our predictions right now. Don't say okay. anything, Kronos. Don't say anything. Don't don't smile. Don't give us any indication. Okay. So we know, Tark, that Kronos is an absolute mount whore, right? Yeah. I mean, just absolute. But we also know that he does put a little asterisk next to his record, just like Barry Bonds, mm-hmm. right? He's got a little <laughs> asterisk next to the number of mounts he has. And if you look oh, up well. that asterisk, it says 
I very rarely will actually buy mounts from the cash shop. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. he does not count those in like the available mounts. Yep. So, but this one is really, really like badass. So we got to make yeah. a prediction. Uh, first off, has Kronos bought it already? And if mm-hmm. you think if you if you think he hasn't bought it, you, you're going to say no. You got to also guess: is he going to buy it? And Kronos, do you is there an absolute answer to this? Like, do if you, yeah, there yeah. is a, there is a known answer to this. You're, you know, okay, yeah. good, good. All right. So here's, here's my deal, Tark. I'm going to say he probably saw this one in the cash shop, decided, damn, that sucks that it's in the cash shop. I really would have liked to have gotten this some other way, but this is too cool for me not to have in the Mount collection. So uh, while I think he's willing to take a pass on some cash shop mounts, I think this one has a little special place in that cold, icy heart of his. <laughs> that, that he that he has either grabbed it or is going to grab it. What do you think, uh, Tark? Uh, I don't think it's a cold, icy heart. I think it's filled with salt. Um, but <laughs> um, so it's salty that it's not in the game, not not cold. Oh, de- de- um, definitely salt. I agree with you there. I agree. Uh, I'm of the I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that he wants to get it, but is not getting it right at this moment. I, you know, it's real life going on in your, your I mean, house. You buy a house, this mount could yeah. tip the scales way too badly. <laughs> you know, I, hey, hey, you know, I don't know his budget, so okay. I'm gonna say so that we both he wants agree to get then. It, just he... hasn't got it yet, but he's gonna get it at some point. So okay, so then we're gonna lock in both of our answers, Kronos, as you will buy this. You may have bought it already, but if you haven't, you're going to. Kronos. Cruise, right, so, cruise mount. <laughs> thoughts. So yeah, y- y'all are pretty spot on. I haven't I haven't bought it yet. Uh the only reason I haven't bought it yet is because I've entered several contests with the potential that I might win it on Twitter. <laughs> and if I don't win those at all, I'm just gonna drop the money on it. Uh right. it's too it's too cool not to have. Uh yes. number one. Okay. Yep. Uh am I, I disappointed? Agree. Yes. Um, it's an iconic boss in the game, so it would have been nice mm-hmm. to earn it in the game. Oh yeah! And as like a person that like earns mounts, it would have been a really cool mount to get. I wouldn't have cared how you got it. I'm a little bit different than what you think, though, Mike. I think they intend. I think they planned on putting this in the game, and I they just like so. kept. I think they kept like throwing the ideas out, and then they realized that all their ideas were bad, and so they just threw it in the <laughs> cash shop. I really think that this was going to be a PvP mount. I really do. Oh, and then the backlash on Twitter, maybe and the oh, backlash on Twitter. So yeah, it got data mined. If if like people don't know, this that got data mined a while ago. Yeah, five point yeah. three. Yeah, this guy just had mined. no idea how it was obtained. We uh, talked about it on this show. Yep. And I really, I really think they were going to put it in feast, and then everybody on Twitter's like, "Oh no, this is going to be feast mount. That's awful. Can't believe they're going to put cruise chaser in feast." And then Square was like, "Let's Uh-oh. not do that." Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, we're going to give a reward for a triple triad." And I think that this was the plan for that. And then they decided, like, oh, no, we can't do that either because there was backlash there. And they're like, throw a card mount in the game quick. <laughs> and then I think they eventually just gave up and put it in the cash shop. I really think they did. We're going to put this in the game. And then they ha- they didn't know how to, like, do it without pissing people off or enough people. Well, well I'm going to go with so. the cash shop wasn't the answer because that I, did I don't think piss it was the a answer. lot of people off. Well, as far it, as pissing did. people off. To me, you know... I'm kind of with you, Tark. It's like, yeah, and you, Kronos. Yeah, I really would have liked to have seen this in-game, but okay, fine. I mean, you got to make a little extra scratch somehow. You know, you you don't... Oh, there goes 
There goes Discord. <laughs> what the hell just happened? Oh, Faye dropped. Bye, Tark. No! Oh, come on, Faye. Come on back. <laughs> There's Tark, you're my little pony again. Yay! <laughs> Until Faye turns her camera back on. And it That's all right. Keep going. Moves I'd, you into I'd the be, right spot. I'd be interested to see like how many people like that are upset about it being in the cash shop, which I think is a fair amount. Oh yeah. Would have been more upset if this was a PvP or a triple try amount. Oh, I'd have been I'd have been because I, I think there would have been more people upset if it was a feast top one hundred reward and if it was like a reward that you had to have all the triple try cards. And and those are things that I don't I don't mind because like as a mount collector, I'll, if I really want it, I'm just gonna go do it. Right. Um, but right. a lot of people does, don't have that time. But like, I I think this was like them kind of giving up. It's like this is like their best answer because I don't know if they ha they I think they wanted to put this in before Endwalker, and it's like how oh, else yeah. do you put it in? Like yeah. where else do you stick it? I mean, Evil says they could have restarted veteran rewards. You know that thing they forgot about. They didn't forget about. It. They just shut it down. Yeah, they just stopped. Doing yeah, that. they just stopped doing it. Uh, and I think I think that's uh, that probably would have been a little bit weird as far as kind of trying to cram it in there, right? Because then it's like, well, what date range, you know, milestone right. do we put that under that isn't going to piss too many people off or be like, hey, if you want this sexy mount and you're a new player, you got to sub for two years to get it. Like, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I I'm disappointed it's in the cash shop, but I'm kind of okay with it too. Uh, this is one that I'm not as gung-ho. If it was a minion, I would have bought it already, right? It, um, it's a mount, though. It'll wait. I'll end up getting it at some point. It's um, a really cool mount. It is, like the it, animations it's too cool on mount it. to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The animations on it are really good. It's now, there's cool. a, a little use system um, that maybe should get some love, um, and I don't think they're going to do anything for Endwalker. Maybe they could have put it as part of the achievements. You know, you get all those points, you know, 1,500 points. You get this big, cool mount. Yep, I'm a pony. It's all you good. are a pony until, like yep. I said, until Faye turns her camera back on. <laughs> uh, so they need to do something with that because there's this whole system there, and it's just, it's just rotting. <laughs> that could have been something they could have done. What the, um, the achievements? My, yeah, the achievement points. Uh, my other uh, thought that the, you know, tournaments for Dome and Mahjong, you know, put that as a first. Place oh God, no! There. Oh no, that would be no. worse than PvP. Oh. That would be worse than PvP. Yeah, I'll go do the oh, feast. Thank you. <laughs> 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 I'll just, chain uh, smoke it... while I'm doing it, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll go do it. Hey, just make it, uh, hey. make it naughty dot teetotums, dude. Yeah, turn it right. how, how, how about all of us get together and we'll we'll be a feast team? We'll oh god, <laughs> miserate no. together. No, I'm not, I need one more person. I'm not doing that to anybody. I'm just <laughs> I'm not doing that to anybody. Oh my goodness. All right, so I thought we'd kind of continue our discussion. Kronos and I we had a had a good one going last week. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not a pony. It's a unicorn. It's both. It's like a My Little Pony corn. Um, <laughs> uh, we had a nice discussion going and where we talked about boosts. We talked about uh, story skip. We talked about gatekeeping, kind of the, uh, using the context of the whole new player experience and the hubbub all over the internet over the last X weeks. Uh, so I thought we'd take that one step further, right? Now we have... If you're a newer player, you're in the game now. You've been playing it. You've gone some through some main story. You've gone through some dungeons. You've gone through some, maybe you've hit some raids. Maybe you've hit the first alliance raid or two. That type of core PvE content. Now, obviously, we're not going to hit every aspect of PvE content here. 
But the core things that typically, if you're looking for PvE content in a traditional MMORPG, right, you're coming to the game for its dungeons. You're coming for its raids. In the, the case of Final Fantasy, that's going to be the 8-person and the 24-person alliance raids, which are different from most games out there, right? Typically, it's mm -hmm. one raid, variable difficulties. Final Fantasy does have that two distinct category uh, of raids. Uh, maybe Relic Grinds is something you might be getting into. And then I figure we cap it off since we have a lot of them running right now uh, uh, through the launch of Endwalker with looking at events, uh, whether it be the Make It Rain event or the one where you go now and get your, your Polar Bear mount. So, gentlemen, let's start with Dungeons, which I think is one of the key aspects that a lot of people look for in PvE content in traditional MMORPGs. I know I do. I'm a huge dungeon guy. Uh, in addition to raids, but I love good dungeons. I absolutely love good dungeons. Now, if you're a new player coming to Final Fantasy XIV, your first experience with dungeons is going to be, you know, like that the group Copperbell Mines, uh, Sestasha, and Tamtara Deepcroft, and then you're going to kind of go from there. So if you're a new player, but maybe experience, right? You played WoW for a bunch of years. You're Asmin, right? You played WoW for a bunch of years. You come to the game... How do you think Dungeons makes the impression uh, on new players? What kind of impression do you think it makes right now? Are they well-designed? Do they teach you well? Do, are they captivating and interesting? Uh, Kronos, kind of where do you think, as a new player, the, the Dungeons in Final Fantasy XIV take you? I'll start with the good, I guess. Um, so they do teach you pretty well, like, the general stuff about the game, and, and I think that's a great thing that they should totally keep. I personally think they're too easy. I think even if you're coming from like any other MMO, I think they're pretty easy. And and I think my biggest issue with them outside of like the difficulty is once you get past a certain point, they feel very cookie cutter. Um, and I think the first time you do a dungeon, some people probably won't notice that. They're going to take like the environment in and, and that's awesome. But the more you repeat them, the more you realize that where it's like pretty much most dungeons in this game are going to be like uh, trash hallway, trash boss and then repeat till the last boss and then you kill it um and that doesn't mean that the bosses are boring some of them are really cool some of them are nice like throwbacks and stuff but i'd like to see them take like more risk in design of dungeons as far as just like how you traverse them like i think they look beautiful and typically the first time you do a final fantasy 14 dungeon they're pretty awesome just from like the look of it and like the boss and like learning learning the boss the first time blind but then once you repeat them I think that's where they lose some of their value, at least to me. Tark, what are your initial thoughts here, pros and cons? Pros. Well, I kind of separate dungeons into two categories. I got, you got leveling dungeons, and then you got the level cap, like 50, 60, 70 dungeons. Um, I find leveling dungeons to be... I'm sorry, that <laughs> pony thing just gets me. I, I got to leave it there. I got to leave it there. <laughs> uh, I find leveling dungeons to be a little bit more enjoyable, than the level cap dungeons um, because I find that they're tuned a little bit better. Um, I do enjoy the progression of teaching you mechanics. Uh, I also find that the, the rewards, um, if you're leveling up with the dungeons, um, are usable. But when you have the level cap dungeons, like you're typically going to be overgeared. You got the normal raid stuff, that, and that, that stuff blows the dungeon stuff out of the water. Um, you overgear the mechanics, so it's just you know pull as much as you can, nuke it all down, do a boss, rinse, repeat. 
Um, but I do agree with Kronos that, you know, they need to maybe mix up the formula. Because, um, again, it is trash, hallway, boss, rinse, repeat. Um, Yay, so, so there's some Yay! So I, I, they, they have some room to grow uh, in the dungeon department. I, that I'm with you. Um, that's probably my number two favorite content next to raids. Uh, and I wish they would uh, get better at it, I guess. Get good. Get good. <laughs> get good. So here's my thing. I, I love dungeons. Uh, and Vannon in chat saying, I like the higher difficulty in leveling dungeons in Shadowbringers. They kicked butt first time through. Uh, and so, and I think Tark, that kind of goes with what you say. There, there is a very, and I know a lot of people say this about everything in Final Fantasy, right? A Realm Reborn is a very different beast, and even yes. Heavensward to a certain extent, because there is still a lot of ARR stuff moving into Heavensward. Once you kind of get halfway through Heavensward, it's a very different game. I think uh, uh, when we're talking about dungeons, when we're talking about uh, combat in general. Uh, rotations, fluidity, movement, like it, it, it's a totally different game. And I also hate that, like Jason Winter on MMO Bomb with me, he's one of those guys that if you're like, just get to end game, that's when the game gets good. He's like, forget it, I'm not installing it. If that, And I do agree with yeah. him to a certain extent. Uh, I, I do think a Realm Reborn could use a lot of fixes or just intense streamlining to get you through that, you know? From a dungeon perspective, I, I've said I know I've said this piece often on this show. It is my favorite piece of content, but it is the one that I think they have the most opportunity to improve. Yep. Uh, because I do agree with things that you've said, uh, both of you, like Kronos. They they do become very straight lineish. You know, it's uh, there is almost no challenge, and and that's not even. Tark, I, you made the point about the difficulty, you know, uh, when it's on par. Yeah. When, when it's level appropriate and the gear drops would be appropriate. Not when you're level synced, but when it is actually level appropriate. I don't even exactly. think they're challenging then. Uh, only because 90% of the time, when you queue up for those, you're getting a party that is probably two to three people level synced in their their roulette. And so mm -hmm. it's almost inconsequential if you as a new player die. It's almost inconsequential if you as a new player die multiple times. Yeah, I mean if you're if your group is, you know, being a dick about it, they might give you some guff over over that stuff. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, do you know how hard it is to go into a duty finder and pop says Tasha and wipe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it is insanely difficult. Uh, unless you get four new people, you know, maybe you could do it at that point. But I, I honestly don't remember. The first dungeon I remember really having problems with and having to, you know, if we didn't get the right group was probably Stone Vigil. I think that was uh, the first dungeon. Accurate. That's probably accurate. Yeah. yeah, and I know some people, uh, Sunken Temple of Karn uh, had some, but that was mostly the bees, right? The final mm -hmm. sting from the bees back in the day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the one that I, you know, it was like, oh my God, you know, Sunken Temple, okay, fine. But Stone Vigil with the dragons, if you screwed up a pool, it was an easy wipe and things like that. A lot of that I feel like is left over from 101 because those dungeons did exist in version one. 
uh, like the you know, Sestasha and Tamtara Deepcroft and uh, and yep. Upper Bell Mines and all that stuff, and they they were altered, but they weren't totally wiped and and redone. So some of that may be that. I just wish there was there was more to them. Whether that's whether that's challenge, uh, but Final Fantasy's answer to that has always just been. And now they don't even do it anymore. But right, but the the you know the expert level ones. There used to be difficulty hard mode and regular, but really hard mode was just additional HP, and they hit stronger. Like there wasn't you know massive new mechanics or anything like that. I love the dungeons, but they do feel just very bland. Uh, and I know I've talked for probably longer than both of you here, but I, I want to tell you tell you this little story. When I played Final Fantasy XI, dungeons in that are a totally different beast than anything you're used to if you didn't play it. If you played WoW and you played Final Fantasy XIV, you played EverQuest, and eleven dungeons in there are different. So we're going to set that aside. That was one huge experience for me. I remember playing World of Warcraft for the first time long enough to run the Dead Mines. Mm, first, yeah. first dungeon, human side or alliance side, humans, uh, out right outside the store wind, right? Yeah, what's my, my brother and I queued up with three other. Well, I guess we didn't queue. We you know shout, yeah, okay. <laughs> looking for party yeah. back in that day, with three other people, and we went and did this. Now, Dead Mines is a bit of a longer, or in the day, it's different now, but in the day was a bit of a longer dungeon anyway. Uh, and so we probably ran that thing in about an hour and a half-ish, something like that. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. But I just remember the height, uh, the, the intensity, the awe. Not just because this was something new, because mind you, I had played 11 for years and years and years. I wasn't brand new to MMOs. I've never seen this. This is incredible. Just the mechanics, the challenge of it, the... The CC, like I wish CC was a thing in Final Fantasy fourteen. I wish crowd control was actually a thing besides, hey, tank, pick those things up and take them over there until we're ready to deal with them. That's really the only CC uh, that yeah. you see in, in Final Fantasy fourteen. I just remember, my hands were sweaty. <laughs> we took a break with three strangers. We took a five-minute break. And while my brother and I were outside smoking, we're like, this is intense. As much as I love 14, I've never had that experience. I've never, I've had some awe-inspiring experiences. That's really cool. I like the way they did that. But I've never had that. I felt like I was really overcoming something when it came to dungeons, Kronos. I feel like that feeling even remotely hasn't existed since, like, back in the day doing WP and AK before Party Finder existed. Like, I I remember doing that. Original Demon Wall? Uh yeah, people were bad at that. Um, that that's probably an understatement, but <laughs> well, that was um, like truly the first DPS check. Yep. As and, as and you all, were hitting fifty. Also, people were way worse at the game back then, just in general. Like, <laughs> yeah, if, you, yeah. if you stick that in the game now, it's nothing, right? What are these bees? Um, the the only time I have fun doing dungeons, like I, I'll agree, leveling dungeons can be a bit tougher, especially if you can kind of make them tougher on yourself. I guess, like I think leveling dungeons as a tank, uh, if you know what you're doing, it's kind of fun. 
Um, like Mal Golg is one I can think of from like the last from Shadowbringers, where like yeah. that. If you want to do the last pull, it's actually pretty fun as a tank. But you also have to have a healer that's willing to do it with you too. Um, but otherwise, just like especially like that's that's the thing. Like I understand everybody wants to play the game they want the way they want to play it, but I'll never understand how people have fun in dungeons pulling a pack of mobs in this game because you don't even get to use half your skills. Yeah. Um, oh, try being a black mage. I mean, yeah, but like that's that's their thing. Like you know, they're they're allowed to play the game how they want to play it. Now you um, know why we just... had to be given the ability to keep a Nokian up in between pools because you, yeah. you I mean, never got a chance to go through the whole thing. Level syncing as black mage is a whole another oh. beast that's terrible in this uh, game right now. Yeah. But uh, like it's yeah, I don't know. It's I guess it's probably also because we've played for so long too. Yeah. So like yeah. it kind of is more repetitive to us, and and I think a lot of the like the excitement from dungeons come from the story. Like if you're invested in the story and you see stuff for the first time, like like the vault, I think is a big one. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. Like, that that catch a lot of people the first time, where like you just want to stand there and like look out the window. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that stuff in fourteen is great, but I think actually the content of the dungeon is a bit lackluster for me. It's it's I you know it's, it's some people's favorite stuff, and I know you guys enjoy it, but for me it's like. For me, it almost feels like work sometimes when I'm yeah. capping. Well, and dungeons. even for I think Tark, uh, that's not that's not unfair. Even people like you and I that do Absolutely. generally enjoy dungeons, we also feel like that they become work because you know initially you're just you know it's the tombstone grind until you don't know until you no longer need tombstones. Exactly. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know. Um, one thing I will say, I actually don't. I do disagree with you a little bit, Kronos. I don't think that dungeons actually prep you for how to play your class. Oh, uh, they don't. No, uh, no. Did I say or, that? Or even, I, or even your role. I, I, I think you said they, they do help teach you a little bit. I, they, they help teach you, yeah. So when I said that, sorry, I, I should like... No, that's Because okay. I think I mentioned this in the last class too. When, they, when I say they teach you, I mean they teach you like what a stack marker is, yeah. what a spread teach looks you like. Got you, got you, got you. As far as gotcha. like okay. teaching you how to heal, that's a joke because I can run at expert dungeons without a healer right now. Right. Like well, and not only that, it's it, that you're as a healer in in end game, you, you know, you are expected to DPS, like it or not. Right. That's just the nature right. of Final mm -hmm. Fantasy fourteen, and dungeons do not teach you that they they because they're they're the requirements for you to DPS aren't there, uh, where you know you might miss it by five percent because your healer was not doing any DPS. That's not going to happen in, in a dungeon. Tark, I want to get before we move on to raids. I do want to get uh, your opinion here, and Kronos, maybe I'll toss this to you too. I feel like besides the current expansion, all the optional dungeons should just be unlocked upon level. I actually don't like that the side quests that you used to do to uh, yeah. that you did to unlock different uh, dungeons, optional dungeons, I honestly feel like those should just be removed. Um for anything but whatever the current expansion is. Because there is nothing worse than having a new player that you're like, hey, to play, you're going to have to do a bunch of leveling and get through the main story and, and do all this. And let's go run this. Dun oh, wait, we can't queue for this. Why? Oh, uh, Kronos, you haven't gone and done this little quest yet. Trust me, you're just going to talk to somebody, then go talk to somebody else, then then touch the, the opening. Yeah. Like, I feel like those should all just be removed for... Uh, anything besides maybe like the current expansion. I, I, I could get behind you on that. And that was actually you know, one of my tips from a couple weeks ago, you know, unlocking all those blue quests to unlock the content. Yeah. Um, I would go maybe uh, one step 
further. Um, instead of when you hit 50, they're all just unlocked. Um, maybe as because there's always like one story dungeon and then two optional. When you get the story one done, then the two optional ones are also unlocked too. Maybe that's a way they could do it. Yeah, yeah, or or just put it behind levels, I guess. I mean, it's, that's what most games do, by the way. <laughs> the, the the dungeons in the queue are just based on whatever level you're on, what, whatever. Yeah, unless yeah, it's for this inter- game, there's it, yeah. levels and MSQ yeah. locking. So yeah, I, I would feel okay with you know the the appropriate ones being locked with the MSQ one that you're doing. It's funny because we love dungeons, and then yeah, <laughs> but we kind of just beat up on them just now. <laughs> yeah, and that shows you how much they need to work on it to. And how much room they have Here, to improve. The, the, here's the danger, though. I don't think they're going to. I don't either. No. Yeah. I don't think one. I don't think the incentive is sad. there. It does make me very sad too. I don't think the incentive is there. There's no reason to, uh, because I think in their mind, for them to do dungeons differently, um, and I don't believe that this is the case, but I think some behind the scenes might. Uh, well, if we change the way we do dungeons, then we're going to have to change. The, the way we do gearing through tombstones and stuff like that, where, where I'm not Maybe. necessarily talking about an overhaul of, uh, as Evil says in chat, the workflow. Um, uh, I'm not talking about you know, changing the systems in the game or the workflow. for the. I'm talking about the design of the dungeons themselves being my biggest gripe, not necessarily the fact that I'm going to run it 50 times when a new tombstone comes out. Uh, and I, don't, I just don't think they're... They're going to. I just don't think they're going to. Yeah, I would bet that they're not. Yep, yep. So let's move on to raids, and we're going to kind of lump two things together here because, and you you can give different points on either item here, but for the purposes of this discussion, when we're talking about raids here in this first segment, we're going to be talking about the eight-person raids. And let's also throw in trials, since those are also eight-person content. Okay? You with me, gents? Cool cool about that? So we're talking about both of those, whether it be eight-people raids uh, or eight-person trials. And let's set aside alliance raids for a minute. And again, we're looking at this from maybe a new player perspective or a newer player perspective. So let's not focus so much on, like, Savage and and those increased ultimates and... um, unreals and all that stuff but just the concepts of the the eight person rating system tark initial opinions here um i would just lump them all under trials um because i don't feel that the raids are actually raids they're just trials um i like the 24 mans for raids because you're progressing through a whole you know trash yeah trash can suck but trash boss going through an entire experience four bosses that to me is a raid what we have for our raids is just separate trials um i like the difficulties i like that there's a normal so people can get the story um i really appreciate the savage i'm trying to do more ultimates but um they don't feel like raids to me they just feel like single encounters which they are uh i wish they would do more get more into actual experience you know going through a dungeon or a castle or you know whatever it may be um to have a better experience as a raid 
Yeah, and Vannon uh, brings up a point about dungeon difficulty being an accessibility thing, like moving through the MSQ, and this kind of applies to trials uh, as well. Not so much eight-person raids, because those are usually auxiliary side mm. stories anyway, but certainly trials uh, do fit into that uh, a bit, you know, as far as getting through MSQ and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm Tark, I'm, I'm right with you on them. I am one of those old-school raiders... You know, whether it be WoW, whether it be Final Fantasy XI, whether it be any other game that I've that I've done raiding in Wildstar, you know, whatever, where it is an adventure. Yep. You know, and you're going through the bowels of hell, or you're you're going through you know Dracula's castle. I mean, or you're going through like pick whatever adventure you want. Um, I think people get when they <laughs> when they're coming to Final Fantasy, calling them raids is misleading. Uh, yeah. I almost generally misleading in my opinion um when you're talking about the 24 person stuff okay that's a little closer to what i think a traditional mmorpg fan considers a raid honestly they are my least favorite piece of pve content not because i think they're you know poorly done or anything but again they <laughs> You would think they'd be one of my favorites. They fit the mold <laughs> of traditional raid, you know, do some trash and do this and do that. But to me, they have just been incredibly easy, like incredibly easy. Yeah, you get the oddball insta-death mechanic here and there, and on week one, some you, you know, you get a couple of wipes. But week two, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. You get body dragged through the damn things if if need be at that point. I just the 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 eight person stuff like Eden and stuff like that. I again, I enjoy the fights. I love all of this content. I feel like I'm like being, but if you're I a have, new player, this is stuff hard. you kind of have to know, right? You kind of <laughs> have to be like, yeah, you know what? Those eight person raids, they're just like your trials, and we're gonna put a little story in between each of them. And in a lot of cases, most cases, Kronos. The boss you fought has no bearing on what... It doesn't even make sense for it to be the boss besides a nod to Final Fantasy fans or some obscure reference in a quest or something. Like, even that, most of the bosses in Eden, you're just like, oh, that's who the bosses are? Oh, okay, cool. All right, fine. Omega, anybody? Yeah, we're going to fight paintings. Okay, awesome. Yeah, sure, let's just fight some paintings. Uh, Omega, yeah, was the biggest of them all, right? Let's just throw fan nod after fan nod after fan yeah. nod, which I can appreciate as a fan, and I loved, and I giggled, and I smiled like an idiot yeah. while I was doing them. But when you take a step back and you're like, dude, you just raided. What was the storyline? I don't know. We beat up on Sephiroth. Then there were some <laughs> fucking twins in there. and I don't know. what, But it wasn't Sephiroth. It was just kind of, uh, but whatever. Oh, and then there was Kefka. Wait, what was he doing there? I don't know, but it was a cool fight. Like, it's just... It, Kronos, it just feels so disjointed from what I consider and what I think a lot of MMORPG players consider to be a raiding experience, which is yeah, it, let's plan out our strategy. Let's plan out our path through this adventure. Let's take on these bosses in this order if we have some choices along the way. That type of content. Yeah, you, you sound like me. You sound like me, by the way. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is like my favorite content in the game, but not for the part that we're discussing really well yeah like, you you're exactly. on like the the, the higher yeah. end of the you know difficulty stuff 
like I love those and please God don't add trash to those. I don't want to do trash every week for that stuff. But that's a different thing. I think adding it and making it more of an experience in normal mode is something they should totally think about doing again because even Alexander just kind of walking through was kind of cool. And maybe I guess make more of a link because you're right. Like a lot of the bosses, maybe like only the last boss kind of matters of certain tiers yeah. to the story. And I think the reason they call them raids is because you're progressing through a story, whereas in like a trial, it's just kind of like a one shot thing in the, the story of that trial and you're done. But the raids have like several fights. I think that's why it is a little bit misleading when so, you're coming from another game. Frank or in chat sure. asked this Would you consider it a raid if it was simply all strung together? No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> Because then yeah. it would be strung together. But if you even just forget other MMORPGs, Kronos, think back just in 14. Think about mm -hmm. Binding Coil 1 mm -hmm. and the oh, first yeah. four turns there. Were yeah. those uh, more what you would consider, Tark, to be a raid than what we currently get with like Omega and Eden and stuff? Remember, you, you had sometimes you had mini bosses in those. Sometimes there'd yep. be a few trash pools between things. You did the node mm -hmm. to open the door, then you pulled some trash, then you did Caduceus, right? Uh, yep. The, the first boss. Uh, and then, the, hell, one of them, as much as we laughed at it and thought it was stup stupid, looking back, you're like, that's kind of different. One of them was a jumping puzzle. You know, one, one of the coils was a <laughs> jumping no puzzle. With no bosses. <laughs> but there was just it, contained in its own game. I Binding Coil did raiding more what I would have considered raiding, and it felt yeah. like they wanted to make it smaller, to Kronos's point. They, you know, they wanted to make it a little more, a little smaller, a little more self-contained, um, so that you weren't having to wipe the floor with trash a million times, but cater to what a traditional raid was considered to be. Just within the game, I think they've done it over time. Or they used to do it and have changed it over time, I should say. Yeah, and... Uh, I have so many mixed feelings. Like, yes, the the feeling of coils was more raid like, but to Cronus's point, you know, you don't necessarily want to be clearing that trash, you know, every time you're having to make an attempt. So, um, there's the pros and cons to each thing that that you choose. Um, part of it's accessibility. Uh, part of it is just letting players um, have fun with the content that they that they're putting out there. I, you know, uh, God, I'm. Yeah, it is a torn it's thing hard. because it's it is. again, we love this content. Mm -hmm. Like none of us is like this sucks and needs to be totally revamped. That's not it. But I just yeah. feel like they they've gotten into this workflow over X years where they've just, you know, okay. Everything is either ultra accessible or insanely difficult for the the top 5%. Pick one. And, and I, I think that leaves a lot of players, Kronos, in the middle that are like, hey, occasionally, you know, like the me's of the world almost. I would say I'm a little closer to the 10% than, than, than most, but that leaves people like me going, okay, I'm going to clear some, some savages. I'm not maybe I'll clear them all before the next ones. Maybe I won't. It doesn't matter to me, but I'll get some of them done before the next raid thing. Or I go do this content that I can sit there with my head against the microphone with one eye closed and not really think about, and it's, it's going to be fine. There really isn't a middle ground of, oh, shit, this dungeon, this one's challenging. Cool, cool. Or yeah, this, I, this I, raid I, is I, the same way. 
I agree. I'd like more middle. I'd like more middle ground. That's why, like the sav, like a savage dungeon or whatever, would be appealing to me, just because I can get less people. It doesn't have to be as hard as like a true savage. I know I'm kind of like talking about the thing we talked about before, but like that's something I would like to see is that more in between content, that intermediate content. And I think they could do that with normal mode raids. Um, so I think sav the way savage is right now, and I know we're. I, I just want to say like I, I don't want them to touch that. I kind of like how it is. How. You know, there's no trash. You just fight Sa boss. Savage is absolutely perfect for its no. for its audience. Yeah. So, but well, with I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. Conceptually, yeah, uh, conceptually, yeah. it's, it's oh, it's damn near perfect. I, I would rather have like a better fight than like some weird kind of like thing I have to walk through every time in Savage. Right. But in normal, right. I think they could maybe like amp the difficulty up and look back at like Alexander, but expand on it, right? Like Alexander, you know, you were kind of mostly just walking through, you might've fought some trash here and there and it was kind of whatever, but at least you got a bit of a more of experience. I think like if they kind of look back at that, maybe amp the difficulty up a bit on normal modes just to make them more of a challenge, but still have an experience like when you walk through Alexander, but, but even expand on that too. So that it's more Alexander like Alexander was another like one that kind of followed in that binding coil vein yeah. that I'm yeah. talking only about. Only in the normal mode. Big only normal, yeah. 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 Which I think was great. I actually liked that. Like the only thing that carried over that was like quote unquote trash to the savage was Faust, which I'll be honest, bring Faust back. Bring my boy back. I yeah. want Faust back in the game. I like that as like a gut check to the beginning of a savage tier. I, I kind of hope they bring it back, but that's just me personally. So Tark, final I thoughts. That's your premise. I accept your premise. Bring back Faust or you know some sort of DPS check. You can't beat that. You don't deserve to be in the actual raid. All right, because so uh, I, I know we've kind it, of yeah, referenced it, it a little bit here. So let's lump alliance raids in there. I feel like yeah. you know, we've already kind of mentioned this, so we might you know gloss over this one really quickly. It does feel more like a raid in the traditional mm -hmm. MMORPG sense. There is a little more story continuity to it. There is a little more uh, puzzle aspect to it uh, in whether the, the puzzle is fighting the actual boss or legitimately solving a little puzzle. There is interesting teamwork things, like thinking back to you know Crystal Tower and the three platforms with uh, mm -hmm. uh, Tomos uh, on each one and having to hold the button down for the other teams. And we've seen different mechanics like that. I think they are infinitely more interesting as a raid. But yeah. again, they are so skewed for, in my taste, they're way too skewed to the accessibility side of things to the point that, yeah, week one, you're probably going to wipe a couple of times because people just haven't been there and haven't seen it or anything. And there's an insta-death mechanic or a DPS check or whatever that people weren't ready for. But then week two, they are probably the thing that I redo the least as you could tell by looking at my minions list, there's a section of like five minions that I am missing yeah. <laughs> straight from the 24-person raids because I lost my rolls the two or three times that I did those things, and I just don't go back and do them. As much as I'm saying that those are continuity-wise exactly what I want, they're just so pushover easy after the first week that they you lose interest in them immediately. At least I do, Tark. No, no, I, I get you... 100%. Uh, I do them as part of... I do Wondrous Tales every week. So yeah. I do yeah, those yeah, raids. Yeah. Um, I like doing them, but I'm basically DPSing the whole time as a healer. Um, I don't really have any fear that the tank's going to get one-shot by a tank buster. Even if he doesn't pop a cooldown, yeah, he'll get low, but you know, it's whatever. Yeah. Um, the, the only th real dangers are if uh, someone doesn't know a mechanic. So um, they need to increase the difficulties where there's just damage or 
or something to to keep you engaged, especially as a healer. Like I again, I'm just DPSing. Maybe I'll do a uh, off global to heal up, but otherwise I'm just spewing broil, 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 broil. Yeah, and Justin in chat saying, got to get large groups and run them at minimum eye level. And Kronos, you kind of alluded to this earlier. You can yeah. make all of these things more difficult and more challenging. Yeah. You can absolutely mm -hmm. yeah. do it. My problem is that you have to do it. Like, you have to create the group and yeah. go do it. Uh, you have to say, okay, Kronos, Tark, me, you, Faye, we're going to team up. We're going to sync down. We're going to go do this. Like, okay, now let Let's do an alliance raid version of this. Okay, now let's get 24 people that <laughs> are like-minded enough with the three of us that want to go see if we can do this this way. And let's get us all online at the same time. Like, you have to make them more challenging uh, where there is not an option to do it, uh, you know, through the game itself. Th yeah, this is where I... Sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say, this is where I think that they can expand upon the unreal bring that to raids you know the one shot raids 24 mans um, make that part of the content um, so that it's you know sink down to a minimum my level there's a little bit more challenge yeah um, you're showing that you, you can do with that with the the primals uh, expand on it uh, yeah. yeah, I hope they expand yeah. on reels too, for sure. Um, yeah. I guess and, and the, Van uh, is saying exactly that same thing in chat. A minimum eye level roulette. There you go. Uh, yeah. they, that's dangerous cool. too, man, because mentor roulette kind of sucks. Uh, mentor and, like, roulette is actually awful. Like That is the only thing people... I did not feel bad about losing my mentor status. The thing is, is there's going to be some reward for min eye level roulette, and you're just going to get people that as soon as they see something they don't want, see you later, take my 30-minute penalty. And, and then the people that are actually there to do the stuff they want are now suffering because... It's while I think it would be cool. There's you have to worry about like people kind of exploiting it too. And if they just put it in the game and have no reward to it, then you're not going to have a lot of players doing it. So yeah. there's that kind of balance. It's hard. I, I think that would be a cool idea. I just worry about the implementation, similar to the way the mentor roulette works right now. Because I can tell you, as a person who does the mentor roulette, people just they dip as soon as they see something they don't want. Yep. yep. Um, Arm Vale. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I'm out. Uh, oh come so, on! I love that dungeon. So the 24 beds are, I guess I, I, I'm a bit different on them than y'all. I mean, I, I think from a gameplay perspective, I actually really like the near ones. The story is something to be desired, but like I, I think the bosses are tuned in a way where it's kind of accessible for most people. And for me, this is like the accessibility thing. Cause like, I'm, but again, I'm, I'm kind of like jaded, I guess. Cause for me, like I'm doing the savages and the ultis and stuff. Yeah. Um, I do think I, it'd be cool if they were a bit harder. I'll always take harder content in any form. Uh, it doesn't matter to me but as far as like the design of the bosses i think they're they're kind of hitting the right marks and like the pace of the raids are kind of hitting the right marks i'd agree there i'd agree there um, uh, particularly near i i thought the bosses were very intelligently designed yeah uh and then Love the i guess bosses. just to slightly touch on tark's thing about not having to heal takes i don't think you've ever played with a stat god party that's what we refer to them <laughs> in our fc it's when What's everyone that? has vuln stacks oh. uh and then your tank has like 20 <laughs> and they can survive with no tank buster unless they no. have an invul I've done that in Savage. My, my one of my tanks like like I want to see how much how, how far I can get you know, uh, how many bone stacks I can get before I actually die. It, ca it caps at sixteen, by the way. The, the, I ask me how I know the game caps at sixteen. Trust <laughs> me, I've seen it. Uh, but uh, it's they're they're kind of like more casual fun for me. But yeah, I get like the people that are kind of like logging on maybe once or twice a week, but maybe want this content to be harder. The only issue is, is it's already kind of long as is, right? Like yeah. when you queue up for these things, they take like typically 40-ish minutes or so, I would say, unless you get a really good group. 
Um, so they'd have to kind of like kind of toe that line where it's like you don't because the thing is is like I know people want like the old school style raise where you're like you feel like you're traversing, but like you also can't have something you queue up for and it takes like an hour and a half. Yeah, I um, want alliance raids eight person. That'd be cool. Yeah, I think that yeah. would be super cool as like a piece of content in the game that you just yeah. queue up for that's actually kind of difficult. Um, yeah, I'd be all about it. That that is like yep. you you give me that and I'll shut up about the rest of it. <laughs> I'll shut up about the fact that yeah. dungeons are awesome but boring sometimes. So and, and yeah, they, no, I, I they could actually cool. make that with the normals, the normal raids, um, making yeah. an eight man, yeah. um, and then for Savage, you you cut out just the bosses. I think the only thing with the eight mans, right, is I think they try to tell this like long drawn out story over like yeah. the set of like three tiers, and I wonder how that would work if it's just like a one-shot dungeon kind of thing where they you have go, like, absolutely shown they, they're willing to do cutscenes in the middle of a, of a raid dungeon. So I don't yeah. see why they couldn't do that again. Yeah, I, well, I think they realized their mistake, but if you look back at like the ARR, like Castrum and Praetorium, I don't think they're ever doing that again because you're going to have people that don't want to sit there and watch the 30-minute cutscene, <laughs> and they're going to be sitting in that little circle, and then they're going to be like, I'm out, see you later. <laughs> Um, so they have to like it's it, it's a it's a line. There's a line because there's people that just want to log in, do their thing, log out. Yeah. There's a lot of people that do that, and so, and and and, and raiders especially, honestly, like people that raid a lot. Like, like I see it a lot. Like a lot of people, they just want to like kill the boss and log off and go home. Um, so it's hard uh, because I see both sides of it, but I do want that. I I miss that experience from like Coil and Alexander normal mode, and I would like more of that too. I just don't want them to sacrifice other content yeah if that makes sense to like make that a little better because for me I, I i already enjoy it kind of the way it is but i would like to see it be better i that's why like i go back to dungeons again is i think dungeons are the biggest piece of content in the game that could be like significantly improved without yeah. hampering anything else in yeah. the game i mean you could even take uh take dungeons and give me like wow's version of mega dungeons you know those you know, oh yeah give oh, us a karazan yeah, yeah they're almost like mini scaled down little raids but still for a four person party so give me a eight person alliance raids or give me four person mega dungeons and i think you you hit that middle ground that i'm you know i and i don't think i'm the only one i think there's a yeah. lot of me in this category that you know hey this stuff leaves a little to be desired it's really good we enjoy doing it don't stop making it but missing missing the mark for us just a little bit we're going to talk about Relic Grinds, but I think we're going to back off of that one, particularly from a new player perspective. Maybe a couple of weeks down the road we'll do it now that like the the large percentage of newer players is probably hitting 50, 60, 70 at that point. But I do very briefly, since we're, we're probably going to go a little long here. Sorry, Faye. Um, events. And I'm just going to leave it at this. Events, from my perspective, are exactly what you get in every other game and you're going to skip them. <laughs> you you might do one or two and read it all, and then you're probably going to skip them and go get your polar bear mount. It, it is what it is. I don't know. I liked WoW's, some of WoW's seasonal events, like uh, Brewfest, um, going down in the drill. Uh, I liked Headless Horseman, you know, doing that. Um and to be fair, though, Final <laughs> they're, Fantasy they're really... has done things like that, like the Haunted House, yeah. the Hawk Manor has its own little thing during Halloween. Well, 
not the last year or so, but has had its own little. Then the Valentine's Day event has the puzzle solving, you know, duel. You go in as a couple and try to solve the the, the maze and everything like that. So they do have their own fair share of, yeah, stuff like the current event running is go talk to four people, do a fate, and you're done. But they do have things like, you know, the Headless Horseman in WoW has yeah. its own big event. So does All Hallows Eve in, in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. So it's it's a you know mixed bag, but mixed bag, yeah. yeah, good way to put it. Anyway, yeah, but they're for, pretty simple. Yeah. It's yeah, one yeah. done, forget about it. For me, I'd like to see more of the original stuff, like you mentioned. Yeah, just like more of it. Um, if they're gonna, uh, but again, it's not like a deal breaker. I don't really care. Like it's whatever. Um, I, the only one, I, the only event that I think I actually read and watch the cutscenes every year is at the Rising. That's really it. Oh rising. yeah, think, yep. yeah, you that have to for the say, Rising. Yeah, that's uh, the only that's... one. Other than rising, I I have no idea what happened during the event. I just know yeah, what rewards I, I got. I don't, I don't need to know why I got a goat on my head. I like I, uh, <laughs> I don't. Um, you know, it's the rising's cool. The rising's kind of like a thing for fans. I feel like so. Yeah. All right, like moving on to some other Square Enix news before we call it an evening. I think this one is very weird. We found out this week so far that the uh, team behind Outriders. People Can Fly has not received any royalty payments from Square Enix yet. Their royalty payments were first due August 16th. Now, I got to put a ton of those asterisks we're going to borrow from Kronos here. Got to put a ton of them all over this, right? We do not have details about the developer-publisher contract that People Can Fly has with Square Enix. We don't. Okay, so we don't know. It seems to be, from the information we do have, that there was some type of stipulation in the contract that the game had to start turning a profit first. And then People Can Fly would start getting a royalties payout on that. Now, please don't confuse this, because some headlines are very poor. Please don't confuse this with Outriders hasn't gotten paid. <laughs> okay. There is presumably some type of financial back and forth in the contract from publisher to developer to pay the people developing the game while they're developing the game and stuff. This is not that type of situation. We're talking about the royalties, the back end, after it's out the door. (laughs) Not we haven't paid you to push it out the door. That's a very different thing. That's not what we're talking about. Now, People Can Fly has said they don't know their exact sales numbers which that's concerning. That's uh, weird. And Square Enix really hasn't said anything yet on this topic. I would imagine they're going to have to say something over the next couple of days here on this topic. Uh, but it's leaving people can fly in this position where they have to assume that the game has not recouped its cost and royalties are not being paid out yet. What that does mean, though is that we get to look at the numbers a little bit. Yay! Because Square Enix did say, holy hell, amazing, new IP. We did see 3.5 million tossed around. Okay? There are other factors here, though, one of which you're going to hear a lot of people talk about, gentlemen, of course, is Game Pass. Game Pass, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear that one come up a lot. 
We've speculated on this show. I've talked more about it on Gaming Gumbo when we're talking about just general gaming that I don't know, as cool as I love, and I love my Game Pass, right? As yep. cool as it is, I don't, I'm not necessarily sold on the long-term viability of it yet. For Microsoft, I'm sure it's fine, right? You're getting all that sub money. Yep. Okay? And as a developer, I presume that you are getting some type of payment from Microsoft to put your product there. And depending on what that payment is, maybe you don't care if you don't sell any units to Xbox players or not. I, I don't know. We, Microsoft just doesn't release that type of financial data. But we do know that this was on Xbox Game Pass for free. And that a lot of people were playing it. How many, pay, how many uh, actually paid for the game, though, is the portion we don't know. Marketing right. budget also comes into this, Kronos. Like, is that part of the contract where it's not just the development cost, but the marketing cost? To be fair, I don't know how much they spend in marketing, but you people like you didn't even know it was a thing until we told you it was a thing. So I don't know how much they spend in marketing, but I'll tell you, <laughs> it wasn't all that effective. It's I just could, a I had, like, very odd it. situation. Yeah. I... There's too many unknowns for me yeah. to really make like a like a firm statement. It is odd and doesn't sound good. And I think Square should probably come out and say something <laughs> just to like clarify. Tarkov, their uh, launch didn't do them any favors, though. No, so many so many bugs um, to the point where some of the bugs made me stop playing the game because um, I was getting two shot by things that I shouldn't have been getting two shot by. Um, and the fix was, oh, take off all your gear and put it back on, and that'll fix the bug. Like what? Excuse me? I'm sorry. No, I'll just I'll just set the controller down and and maybe do something else. Yeah. So, yeah, great. the launch was not great. I I love the game and I probably should get back to it. I'm sure that bug's been resolved. But here's um, the other thing too: when yeah, you think about it, it wasn't built as a live service, so its only no. financial gain is the, is the box sale. Yep. And 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 Frank were saying I, Square Enix is not counting Game Pass's sales. No, they absolutely aren't. I mean, nope. unless you bought it through Game Pass and and maybe you played it, thought it was cool enough that you shelled out some money for it so that when it's taken off of Game Pass you still own it. That would of course count as a sale, but somebody just playing it, no, but you bet your ass that they did use that number in there or how many accounts are playing it numbers. But there are no cosmetics in the game. There's no live service. There's no cash shop. You, there is no recurring revenue stream on it besides a box sale. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. I know the two are you know not 100% related, but I'm gonna tell you this. Forbes reporting this week that 93% of Hades box sales are on the PlayStation. Think about that number. Hades is a tremendous game, by the way. 93% are on the PlayStation. 93%. I'm part of that 93%. That is stunning. Now, this is UK data, so we're not talking globally yet. 70% of Hades box sales are on the PS5. 23% are on the PS4, 7% are on the Xbox. 93% of them coming from PlayStation. Care to guess where this game might also be available, Kronos? Hmm. 
uh, Xbox Game Pass. Hey! Ding, hey. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> also I'm good for available sometimes. on the Game Pass. So just putting it out there, the numbers can get big on this front. I think this is kind of neat. I don't know how you guys feel about this. Have you guys been following uh, hashtag uh, Tifa Shorthair? Yes. I, I have seen oh it. Oh, my God, There's, yes. It's on my feed, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so here we... Whoop, there we go. Uh, credit where due Straw Dairy Street uh, on Twitter, at Straw Dairy ST. Shorthair Tifa has been now making the rounds. Kind of kicked it off. But now everybody's been doing art. There's somebody even made a mod for it. You can go in and, mm. and, and play as, as Shorthair Tifa. Got one example there for you. Here's another one. Again, credit for to uh, Straw Dairy. I think it's Street ST. Straw Dairy ST. How about another one for you? Yes, please. Chat, let's give me a vote. Yes or no? Short hair Tifa. Just give me a yes or a no in chat. We'll do a straw poll. This will this will account for roughly forty percent of Final Fantasy fans because that's how many people watch <laughs> this show. Uh, yes or no to short hair Tifa. Tark, you're saying yes. No. And, and and why is it yes? No, 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 not that. Yeah. <laughs> Tark, yes or no for you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh just have a thing. Uh just a neckline, I guess maybe it is. I don't know. Just yes. Yes, yes, yes. Kronos? Short hair Tifa, <laughs> long hair Tifa. <laughs> It's a doll for me. It's not that I don't like short hair. It's just on Tifa. I'm not a fan. Like, go play Final Fantasy IX if you like that. Just play Garnet or something. I don't know. She looks like Garnet to me. Uh, like, see, no, Garnet's is longer. Honestly, I thought she looked like Yuna. Yeah, I can see yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought she looked like Yuna. Uh, chat, we've got one, <laughs> two, three, four, one, two, three. I mean, it's pretty evenly split uh, on the yeses and nos in, in chat. I guess I'm a yes. I kind of dig it. It does remind me of Yuna. Although, you know, Tifa's just amazing anyway. So yeah. I'd make her ball. She'd still be badass. She'd still be yeah. badass. Absolutely. War for Wakanda is now out in the wild, gentlemen. <clears throat> yes. Awesome. For free. <laughs> if you own the game, you can get it for free. And honestly, the reviews are pretty much what you'd expect. Uh, More of the, the same. The yeah. world looks gorgeous. The playing with Black Panther is awesome. You'll finish the campaign in three hours and be right back to doing your grinding uh, for gear that doesn't feel great and everything. So it's kind of like this was the best headline. Forbes was definitely recommend, you know, hey, come on back and check it out. You might not stay long, but come on back and <laughs> check it out. I thought... I like the headline on uh, VG247 that said, Avengers Black Panther expansion is a lavish free update, but it's more of the same for better or worse. <laughs> I'm totally stoked that it's just free and part of the, the package, so I'm, I'm excited to play it. Yeah, we're going to come back to oh, this wait. one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? Oh, I have to buy the game first? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Then. Yeah, you got to buy the no, game no. first. No, uh, the Life is Strange Remastered Collection has been delayed until early 2022. That's uh, a bummer. Yeah, that's a bummer. Now, True Colors is still on track for its launch uh, as of right now. But, uh, I mean, I would hope so, considering that that's less than a month away at this point. But mm -hmm. the, the, the Remastered Collection delayed until next year. Let's slide over and do Love It or Leave It. 
All right, Love It or Leave It is generally the segment we end the show with where I give you something Square Enix related. Could be a game, could be a system, a press release, something like that. And you tell me whether you love it, you want more of it, or you want to leave it and just cast it aside. But, gentlemen, I'm going to change it up on you two today. Oh, no. What can Changing I, what I it up on you two today. I want you now to pretend that you are not Kronos, not Tarkoth, but you are Square Enix. You are Square Enix and all the financial decisions, good and bad, that go with being Square Enix. Running a business, wanting to make your customers happy, wanting to make your stakeholders happy, wanting to make money so that makes you happy. All of the good and bad that that entails. And I want you to make the call now. Do you love it? Want more of it? Stick with it. Or do you cut ties, get out of town with your losses now? Marvel's Avengers. Not making the call as a fan, but as a business. I wish I had my suit and tie on. Is there too much money in this now that you have to love it and, and hopefully see something? Is there such a thing for your Square Enix mind as throwing good money after bad money? And is that the situation and you're gonna leave it? What are your thoughts? Love it or leave it as Square Enix? Mixing it up a little today, Kronos. You go first. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said this like in the last year when it was our because you could already kind of see that it was a failure. I don't know why they just didn't get out of Dodge, right? And now I think they've kind of promised some other things and it might be tough, but I think you still leave it. I just don't see, I, I don't see a I single mean, Contractually, piece of you still got to do Spider-Man though, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think contractually you do, right? Because you, you, there's probably some things and some agreements, especially because it's a Sony exclusive, which makes it weird. Um, but like, I think you get out of Dodge at as quickly as you can and i think they should have started doing this a while ago to be honest as I, I don't see anything good about the game come out from anybody really and it's very rare most of it's like oh yeah it's okay with this i get this stuff for free but it's still the same game and it sucks yeah most people um, again wakanda is reviewing relatively well i, I don't want to yeah, ditch yeah, the yeah. expansion the problem the, the is just like the same yeah. the same stuff we talked about with hawkeye and black widow and everything is three to five hours in you're done and you're doing the same thing over again and the same thing over again is the not fun part yeah, and I think if you think about just like the development cost of that, like yeah. I don't know, because people are gonna play that for like a weekend or maybe two, and then they're gonna not play the game again, which defeats the purpose of a live, a live service game, which is what it is. Yep. Um. So for me, it personally, it's it's leave it. I just don't see how you make this a financial success because you it, for it to be live service and to live, it has to give some kind of financial value, like forward. Yeah, let's just, mark let's mark the numbers right now because we'll revisit it in a week or two, I'm sure. Uh, but in the last, uh, as of right now, there are three thousand and one people. So we'll just say three thousand playing on Steam charts. That is a six times increase over previous months. By the way, it, it yeah. st steadily went up over the last thirty days in preparation for War of Wakanda. And now it's at 3,000. The 24-hour all-time peak is a little over 3,600. Let's mark that and come back to that in a couple of weeks. Let's see, like, how, how, how does the cycle go? We'll mark that now. Tark, love it or leave it as Square Enix? I think they're in a position um, they need to have an exit plan. Um, if I was them, we need to organize, get our contractual obligations done, um, and have a you don't do a paid expansion at all. Um, you, 
No, absolutely not. You don't think um, they have to? Because the only monetization that they can I, do on this game is the cash shop. So they've got they to make... To out. Do you think War of Wakanda is enough to entice somebody to spend money in the cash shop? Because I, nope. I don't. Absolutely not. Nope, absolutely not. I think you need to have an exit plan, get the contractual obligations done, and, a, and have a way of just getting out and be like, okay, the game's done. We're not doing an expansion. I know we said live service, uh, but, you know, servers will stay up for another year. But you gotta, you gotta get out. It's can't be making money. It's got to be just bleeding. Um, so I don't see a point to this anymore. It's been almost a year. So I'm. Again, we don't say, have those financials, but yeah, yeah, we don't have any. I, financials. I can't imagine it's it's anywhere in the positive. because they don't talk about it in their financials, yeah. which is a a sign in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, because if you it know. was positive, they'd be like, "Oh my god!" Yep. The one this, time and... they did talk about it, they were trying to you know ensure or assure spe uh, stakeholders that yeah. hey yeah this part of our business lost money it was because of avengers but overall we're fine uh mm -hmm. that was like the last time we heard it talked about a few quarters ago i see yeah. all right i'm gonna disagree with both of you i'm gonna think that they have to love it at least for a while longer um Oof. to the tune of i i'm they're stuck they're stuck on the spider-man thing one that's a, that's a huge mistake we knew it was a mistake when they announced it because it automatically Absolutely. made one version of the game more beneficial to buy than the other versions of the game for no real good reason. Um, <clears throat> you know, your money wasn't as good if you were on PC or on Xbox. You need to be spending it on... There was no reason to do that. So they, they're going to have to fulfill that. They have to. Mm -hmm. Because if they don't, that's going to lead to any money they have possibly starting to be drained from them in lawsuits because yep. they litigation. sold they sold a product right so it'll lead to litigation uh, i also think there are other entities too many other entities involved that have probably set up contracts we don't know about um that disney wants this stuff to coincide launches in game with launches of some of their you know mcu oh. stuff uh, whether that be big screen, whether that be Netflix series or well Disney Plus series in this case, you know I just think that there's stuff that we don't know about that they're gonna have to love this a little longer, maybe a little longer than they'd want to, right? Maybe it's a bad marriage. They both want out, but nobody's gonna leave. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe um, I, that's I, it. As far as Disney Marvel considerations, I don't think. Um, because the game is so far removed from the MCU that you know they, they don't look alike, they don't sound alike, the story has nothing to do with each other. It doesn't matter. The um, McDonald's Happy Meal toys don't look like you know the characters. I can tell you from like, experience. You're saying from, the tie-ins, though. I, I don't think from, from experience they do matter. So like Capcom made Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. I don't know if you remember that garbage game oh, yeah. that they yeah. came out with. Um, and a lot of the problems with that game came from where Disney had what they wanted and okay. Capcom had to kind of like abide. Yeah. Because that was like part the, of the deal. To the point, so that, it's, to the point that it foobarred their roster. Yeah. It, it, yeah because it, Disney did at, not want Juggernaut, right? In that, yeah, they didn't. No they couldn't, characters were allowed. They couldn't put Juggernaut because they weren't intending to push Juggernaut at all. Yeah. Juggernaut is a any, staple of... They, they couldn't put MC. any X-Men characters yeah. at all. Um, they had to use all MCU characters. They had to use very specific yep. designs. It made the game look like trash. I could talk about that game for hours because 
yeah, it's another whole other thing. But all yeah, right. It, right. Disney Disney definitely gets involved with that oh, stuff. Yeah. This yeah. is really the point okay. I'm making. Yeah. That and I don't think Square Enix wants to like. I don't think they want to admit failure on something Disney related. I, I think there's a lot of pride mm. there, first off, and then second off, that yeah, would just give been... me give Disney an, uh, ammo to say we're not going to work with you on the next one. And I don't think they want that. I think they're forced to. I it's a bad marriage. Everybody yeah. wants out, but nobody wants to be the one to say it. <laughs> nobody wants to be like, hey, I want a divorce. Yeah, I think they, they got a lot. have a long history together. They I do. Guess. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. They do. All right, chat. That does. That's going to do it for us today. Don't go anywhere, though. Right after the show, we're going to be going live with streamer Ms. Faye Death. What's up, Faye? Hey, full unicorn takeover today. Yeah, that was awesome. Hey, I don't care. Well, it's not my camera that gets screwed up. Uh, it's just mine. It's fine. Always mine. Because <laughs> I love you. Tyler. Are you rocking? No. What jersey are you rocking there? That looks awesome. We we're we're rocking. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. What are we playing today? Uh, we're back to uh, the wastelands in '76 because I had a really long day, including a two-hour interview block, and I, I didn't prepare anything else. And we have a quest line to finish anyway, so. Wait, we're gonna go hunt for more get maps. it done in fallout 76 we'll turn it over to you in just a second we will of course be back oh no we won't <laughs> no, next we won't. thursday no relic grind next thursday no relic grind i'll be getting my gallbladder removed so there will be no gaming gumbo next saturday too there will be gaming gumbo this coming saturday uh two days from now but and if you're aboard tomorrow, Friday afternoon, 1 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash MMOBomb, the 400th episode, we'll be having a, a reunion of a bunch of different hosts over the years and stuff like that. So come and hang out. It'll be a, a lot of fun. So until two Thursdays from now, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Same as always, Twitter. I see Prince by talking about the Marvel Infinite Collector's Edition. I got to talk about that for a second because I bought that too. And <laughs> the Infinity it. Gems look like Easter eggs and it's terrible. And it was the biggest waste of money I ever have. So I feel your pain <laughs> on that Collector's Edition. That thing is so bad. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I threw those away when I moved, but I kept like the figurines. They're on the floor back here. You can't see them, but uh, those are pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be working on my mounts. Probably not gonna stream any of that because they're really boring grinds. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Probably, I don't even know if I'm gonna get them before Endwalker, to be honest. They're a lot. Dark. You know, you put Deadpool in Marvel's Avengers, and I, you might hook me because that that'd be that'd be choice. I'd love to have Deadpool. But you can find me on Twitter at Tarkoth Gaming, on Twitch at Tarkoth Gaming, uh, and also here on Ready Check Radio Saturday and Sunday nights where I'm doing Near Automata. Good game. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio R A I D E O, so we can tweet at you every time we go live with one of our podcasts or one of our streamers comes online to hang out with you and game for a little while. Until next time, gang, stay safe. We'll see you out on the servers later. <laughs> <laughs>